Hey there, and welcome to the Galaxy in Flames podcast. I'm Steve Saunders with my co-host Simon Berman. Simon, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Uh, I've been a pretty chill, chill February. Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? How's your Sunday? Oh, it's nice and sunny, cloudy here in Victoria, BC, with uh, lots of wind. It's very windy outside. No, oh, it's just so it's raining good. here in Tacoma, Washington. Ah, it's usually raining the other here. Right the sound. Yep, yep, basically. That's uh I hear Tacoma has really improved over the years. Uh, it has actually. You know, I, I, yeah. we uh, we moved here, god, it'll be 5 years in October. Uh, but yeah, no, Tacoma's uh it's the place all the artists have fled from Seattle because they got priced out by uh all the tech bros. Yeah, yeah. It's uh that's that's true. I I when I used to live in Seattle, uh uh Spokane or Tacoma was basically the Spokane of the Seattle right. area. So um, I never I never disliked Tacoma myself. I always enjoyed its more urban rustic kind of thing. Like, but um, no, T- Tacoma has a surprising amount to recommend itself these days. So uh, we're nice. pretty happy here. But uh, yeah, other than that, I was actually I played some some not today. I played some forty k yesterday. Uh, my my club's doing a little. Uh, Narrative Crusades, so that was pretty fun. Took my uh, my Biltan Elder for a drive. Oh, fantastic! Always have respect for uh, an Eldari player. It's Eldari, right? Yeah. It's... Yeah. I feel like an yeah. old man who forgets the names of his kids or something. You know, like is it Eldari? <laughs> like Eldari? Sure, it's Eldar. They're Eldar. It's not X. It's Twitter. Come on. And yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. Oh, I get it. I actually like Eldar. I think it's a pretty cool name. But um, and Beal Tan, that's classic. That's yeah, I sort of it's a kind of a slow project working on for a couple of years now. I, I add to it here and there, so I got a, I got about fourteen hundred points or so. So um, yeah, it was fun. Got the shit kicked out of me by uh, Carcharodons, but uh, I was gonna ask. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Space sharks versus uh, Eldar space elves. That's uh... yeah. No, a lot of it was it was a fun game. Um, I had my, my first round I, I hit with everything and then could not roll above like a two to wound and when I did it would inevitably be like you know a multi-damage like d3 d6 damage attack and I would just roll once <laughs> so uh, yeah it was it was rough but it was fun had a good time the uh, the nice. pariah crusade pariah nexus crusade book's pretty cool so we're having fun with that at the club we're all gonna be playing in the uh, 
narrative crusade at the Tacoma Open uh, in July, so we're kind of getting some, some practice in so we don't show up and, you know, not know how to play. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, how about you? Anything, anything cool going on with you? Oh, in terms of gaming? Uh, or anything? No. Uh, well, I, I, for myself, I'm working on an album. Um, almost done with it, so... That's uh, for my Skull Cultist project, and I don't even know if I have any Warhammer theme songs on this. Sorry, not Warhammer. <laughs> I um, well, well, maybe Duskfall. Anyway, no, no, not really, not this time around. Um, but other than that, like um, doing DJing stuff, working, uh getting stuff prepped for the scripts and stuff like that. Like just normal, normal stuff. Um, some kill team with my, my boys and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, pretty much it. That's nice. I actually want to get a Eldar, the Eldar Corsair kill team at some point. Maybe yeah, those are cool models. I'll probably add those to my own Eldari. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. They're really cool. And I used to be, I have to admit, I used to be a big Eldar hater. Um, back in the days of yore and I think that's because my guys always got wiped out by their uh, following fire um, which was a I think it carried in the second edition but it was um, a rogue trader era rule where you know the shuriken catapults with the right amount of rolls you could just wipe out whole forces so like imperial yeah, guard sure. versus uh, or imperial army or guard versus uh, Eldar it was a slaughter in my case it was space orcs and they were just wiped out and I thought that was terrible and I wanted to kill all Eldar and then and then the Harlequins came Harlequins came out later on and I found out what true pain was and, uh, <laughs> boy howdy but uh, I, I, I don't but then but then like some years passed and the more I read about Eldar I think the I think what really brought me around on Eldar was the book Farseer even though it's more about a rogue trader uh, that mm. William King wrote um, kind of brought me into being more interested about space elves and I really like them. I think they're pretty cool. So right on. Yeah, that's my nice. Eldar story. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, yeah, that's that's been. I guess uh, well, actually, I'll, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, mm -hmm. my uh, my club, we had our uh, sort of weekend gaming retreat on the, the Washington uh, coast. Ah uh, uh, yes, a few weeks back. That was that was good fun. Um, finally got to play Legions Imperialis there. Uh, watched another game of it be played so uh yeah that was cool finally got to, to kick the tires on it yeah you came out like correct me if i'm wrong through like trading and stuff with with folks there like the massive stack of shit that looks like it would take a decade to assemble oh no you're, you're thinking about my, my heresy tanks that's different oh that's different okay those are those okay. are 28 millimeter that's for that's for the main heresy game yeah 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 i was just saying like yes, that, I... didn't didn't those come out of like or am I mixing up events that you were talking you're, about? You're, you're mixing up events. Like ah, okay, my games. my bad. Still, that's a lot of shit. And um, yeah, I did. I, I heard did you were telling about tanks that. in about twenty days. Damn. And really, I did. I did eight tanks in about fourteen. So a lot of uh, spraying and dry brushing, I assume. Uh, not really. I mean, I uh, it's all for my sons of Horus. Um, and I, I had this. I wanted to do a, a uh, an armored spearhead. We've got our mega battle coming up uh, in just mm -hmm. a few weeks. Um, 
so we kind of, I was going to talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll jump the gun. We'll just get into it now. It's fine. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no it's all good. We're, you know, we, I, we did the campaign. I, I had the blog post about that, and we, we culminate in a, a mega battle every year. That'll be mm. uh, two weeks from this weekend. And, um, you know, I wanted to... I, I had, through from gifts and swapping things around, I had ended up with uh, just a pile of, uh, of armor. So I had three Sakarans, three Predators... Uh, second land raider and uh, oh, two Scorpius missile tanks. Damn, you're and like the kind of. Well, I was just gonna say you're like the tank equivalent or armored vehicle equivalent of like what was it, Dave, with all his uh, Imperial Knights? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, they're a lot easier to paint the knights, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I wanted to do an armored spirit. Listen, it seems like the Mega Bell would be a good opportunity for it, so. Uh, I finally had the time to, to jump into that. So yeah, no, I, I uh, you know, I did it in kind of like groups of three. T I, I did the Land Raider on its own at first, just to kind of get a feel for like painting the vehicles. It had been you know over a year since I painted it as a horse vehicle, so I kind of took my time on that one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of dabbled at that for about five or six days, and uh, once I was back into it, I, I did the other things in groups of three, and then I guess two for the Scorpiuses. Um, so I, I, you know, do the sub assemblies. You know, I get them as simple as I could for the airbrushing, and then I prime them, uh, airbrush my greens and blacks if possible. Um, and I do like a set of three, so that'd be like one big day of airbrushing, like a four-hour session to get all that done. And then once the airbrushing is done, the nice thing about marine space marine tanks is, you know, if you don't have a weird color scheme, mm -hmm. once your airbrush colors are on, you're like eighty percent there. Um, so you know, after that land raider for the for the like the three Sakarans and three predators, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd get the set airbrush and then I'd. Uh, basically paint them up one per night to an almost finished state, and then I do all the weathering on all three at once on a, on a fourth night. So basically, you could say I was painting a tank in like two days. Um, nice. Yeah, so, you know, the, it's... Uh, Ministorum is pleased. That's, yeah. Uh, wow. That's, um, a good, that's a good assembly, like, uh, like factory structure, basically. That's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to get kind of caught, bogged down in the details, but the, the, the nice thing about those vehicles is, you know, there, there's not really that many fiddly details. It's, it's not like the 40k tanks, which are just bristling with weapons and, like, weird sensors and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, unless you're doing, like, you know, weird freehand painting on the sides and stuff, um, they're really pretty easy to paint. You know, they're, they're like, I, I think, you know, if, if I was in a time crunch, I would much rather paint one tank than a squad of 10 infantry. I could certainly do mm -hmm. the tank in less time. I actually like the... Uh aesthetics of the heresy era vehicles so mm. like if i pick up any uh vehicles for 40k it'd be it'd be heresy vehicles and just outfit them for 40k sure so because yeah they just look cooler uh, yeah they're definitely more more classic looking um mm -hmm. but uh yeah so no i i have mega battles coming up i've got my my armored spearhead list together all the old nine of those vehicles are going into the list they're not the whole list but because it's, it's we're each bringing four thousand points um and we have eight players, 4,000 points each. Well, two of our players only bringing 3,000 points each because they're newer, but we will have uh, a total of 15,000 points to a side. 30,000 point Warhammer 30,000 right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play on a 5 by 8 table. Um, one of our players, Ron, is building a whole set of uh, ruined cityscape to use. I, I saw some in-progress shots he posted a couple days ago, and they're looking mm -hmm. pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah, two weeks we're going to play turns one and two on the uh, Saturday and turns three and four on the Sunday. Nice. Yeah. 
I look forward to the battle report. That'd be uh, sounds pretty rad. Yeah, I'm looking or forward to that mega, too. Uh, mega battle report. Yeah, I think last year we had one. It was a little bit smaller. It was only like I don't know, twenty six thousand points on the board. Um, maybe less than that. 20, Twenty-four to twenty-six there, but I think, I think account we had roughly three hundred and fifty models on the table, and I think it'll be a lot more this year. Well, actually, maybe not. I mean, on a model per model, I'm, I'm bringing I'm bringing a lot of tanks this year and less infantry than I did last year, so we'll see. Man, and I'm sure there will be at rad. least one. Hmm? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, no, I, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, I said there'll be at least one Titan, I'm sure. Ah. It's always a Titan. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, so yeah, I painted a, a, an absolute pile of 28mm tanks, and I'm pretty stoked to, to play with them. I think, I think uh, I'm going to get a practice game in before the Mega Battle, just so I can, because I've used any of these models before, mm -hmm. so I should quite learn, like, you know, what does a heavy conversion beaver do? It converts things. Yeah. Too dead. Um, but yeah, I, have, I haven't had a chance to play any Heresy since uh, January. Um, although, as I said, at, we, we did have our, our kind of weekend away at the shore, and I did finally play Legions Imperials, which was pretty awesome. Yes, yes, and uh, and and how was your? I mean, you you, you talked to me about it a bit, but like, uh, how was your time playing? Um, uh, it was good. You know, um, me and my friend Simeon, we got started kind of late in the day. Um, you know, there's lots of games happening all weekend, and we do these kind of things. So. Mm -hmm. uh, Thing and I didn't get started until like I don't know, 8 p.m. and I had a really good time. But man, Legions Imperials is a lot of game. Yeah. Like it's uh, long form. Yeah, and you know, there's you know, it was it was our first time playing, so we're looking up rules a lot. Which obviously that slows you down, but like man, there are there are a lot of fiddly rules to figure out, and one of the one of the confusing parts is that there are there are rules that you're used to in a lot of the other 40k you know sort of um, game engine games. Mm -hmm. Like tw like twin link usually means you get to reroll wounds and stuff, and it does not mean that in Legions Imperialis. Um, so there's there's a fair amount of like having to remember like which terms mean what, um, mm -hmm. and you know, sort of rewiring your brain to not think of it as the standard. But uh, yeah, it was really good. It's uh, it's definitely it is not a light game. It is not for you know I I I, I think it would be a big mistake to have if you had somebody who was like I want to get into miniatures gaming and you were like oh well, let's let's get you started Legions Imperialis you should, probably should not do that to anybody. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's probably good that um, Games Workshop leaned into that, like as opposed to being like we have to make it a, a good starting, uh, like entry level game, like how a lot of companies do that with all kinds of games. How you have to have um, it, it has to be appealing, like to do a broad broad demographic so to speak and just keep it like a specialist game like it is and yeah like, like no, no it's, it's yeah. good oh i was gonna say there, there's gotta be somebody out there who's like man i want to start with this these tiny little dudes and yeah. oh yeah i mean you know and if somebody's that excited for it obviously you don't i'm not actually giving you a rule in us yeah <laughs> not sorry but i i it, it, it would not be my go-to game to teach people about miniatures war gaming because there right. is there's just a lot to it um but it's fun, you know, we, we had uh, three people's terrain collections for our, our 6x4 board. Uh, myself, uh, Rick, and... Um, oh, who else's terrain was it? Well, now I can't think of it. But anyway, there, there were three of us who were, kind of had painted terrain for it, so we had a really good-looking board, a lot, of, a lot of cool, dense stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But it's cool, you know, it, the game really generates a lot of, like, very um, cinematic moments. Like, I, I think the first thing that happened in our game was Simeon's 
Reaver Titan uh, blew up a building that I had garrisoned and killed absolutely every every brain in the building as the building collapsed, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah, but it was like it was like a real like forty k bowman, right? Um, and there were some other cool moments where you know, like I had a, I had a garrison building, and it, you know they had a couple of uh, marine stands walking down the street, and they, my my dudes just gunned them down. Um, and, you know, I finally took out his titan with you know a shot from the rear from my thunderhawk. So I don't know, it was cool, like a lot of a lot of like cool looking moments on the table. Um, it, it feels good. It, it feels like you're making it, you're you're commanding a huge battle. And, and nice, there, I think. Um, I, I, I will have, say. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm interrupting. Um, uh, I, I, I will say that um, I always found that whole aspect of Warhammer 40k and, and 30k in terms of lore uh, and, and the way the rules play out. You have these space marines that are like these seven and a half to eight foot tall killing machines with multiple extra organs and you know the black carapace, all this stuff, and nothing can stop them, and they get killed by a knife or a collapsing building. Um, they could like drop out of orbit and like you know fall on their face, still drag themselves out of the crater and kill like a warhound titan, but then a building kills them. Um, I just think that's kind of funny. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't the building so much that killed them; it was the titan the, firing a barrage of apocalypse missiles into the building. That'll do it. That'll do yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think the building had much to do with that. That's. Uh, yeah, I think I only lost like two bases to the actual collapse of the building, but everybody else died from the uh, the missile, so it was it was pretty rough. Apocalypse so missiles will do that, well. yeah. So really, the building was just icing. It's, uh... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but no, it was it was cool, and you know, like um, I have a lot to learn about the game. You know, I, I, we we didn't actually finish our game. We only got I think two and a half turns in because it was like one a.m. at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more, and uh, it's it's definitely cool stuff. Nice, nice. It's, uh, how do you how do you feel now that you've played it and you uh, studied the game? Um, how do you feel it will be in its like long term? Like how appealing it'll be? Do you think it'll just remain like a niche game, or that it might get some, uh, you know, like so ending up like the old Adeptus Titanicus and um, what's it? What was it called? Epic, uh, where it never quite. I mean, it caught on, but not quite caught on um, and not like 40k or even Warhammer Fantasy Battle but like you know um, like it's basically longevity like do you think it's going to be around in a few years or oh yeah I think so I don't, I don't okay. think I'm I hope so okay. yeah uh, you know we can, this might be a good place to take one of the uh, one of our Q&A yeah. questions yeah which it was is, uh, in the middle, like flag a, yeah. had asked uh, we're going to do this at the end for our mail call but uh, Alex had asked so What's your take on the continuing Legion's Imperial supply problems? Do you think it's going to affect the game's long-term mm. viability? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk. You know, they're obviously they're having supply issues, uh, just about everything. But Imperial seems to have been particularly affected. Uh, you know, um, a lot of the core stuff from the original release in December, which was you know months late in the first place, is still unavailable. Um, you know, they're they're repackaging stuff like the Zyphon fighters and a lot of the tanks. Um, you know, right now, if you want to buy a Epic scale Sakaran or Predator, the only way to get them um, from official models is to buy the starter set, in which you get uh, four and three, I think, right? So it's not really a That's very right. uh, cost effective way to bulk out your Sakarans and Predators. Um, and presumably, you know, we're, we're going to see boxes of those um, 
and it's you. It's 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 clearly it's a mess because you know, the first expansion is coming out a week from today, or a week from yesterday, I guess. Um, the Great Slaughter, which sounds really cool. Um, there's more to talk about there later, but um, yeah, you know, it, it's obviously it's not ideal in that you know certain models have been released um, are being released before stuff from the certain models from the new book are being released before the core model from the first book have been released um, for the game. So it's you know it's 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 in a weird place um, and. Do I think it's going to affect the term game's long-term viability? I don't know. Um, you know, I I assume that Games Workshop is doing everything they can to fix the issue because obviously it's not in their interest to not sell the models. Um, you know, I I don't know what's gone wrong there. I don't know what the issue is. I don't know if, you know, if they're prioritizing various things in different warehouses or shipments or who knows, right? There's, there's, there's no way to tell. Um, if I if I was yeah. a hazard a guess, I think it w it might have been a little more popular than they anticipated. Similar with like what's happening too, with yeah. Old World, yeah. Like it was a little like the hype on it was was pretty strong for a game that like I don't know fifteen years ago wouldn't have gotten that much hype, and and it was it was uh, it, it was cool to see like people getting excited about it. I mean, it's not like old world level of hype where they're having like record numbers at Warhammer World. Right, old, old world's completely bonkers, but you know, that's that's a different story. Um, yeah, apparently you can't even get a Bretonian starter box like ever again or something. I don't know. It's not that Oh, they'll be back. But the, they'll be back, yeah. I, they're around. You can, you can get them if you look for them. But yeah, I think regardless, that's a different different issue altogether. Yeah. But um, so yeah, whatever but it they, is, yeah. who knows? But do I think it's going to affect the game's long-term viability? I think probably they'll sort things out you know, I think they've got to sort things out in the next six months or so. And if they mm -hmm. do that, they'll be fine. Because, like, right now, there is a fair amount out for the game. Um, you know, the core infantry models are there. You can get a lot of the tanks. Um, you know, you, you, you can get enough stuff to play the game in a satisfying manner right now. You just can't get it to, like, you know, to optimize your lists or you know, build the weird yeah. configurations of models that, you know, you, you may want. But I don't know that that's actually all that necessary for the average player. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think there's this perception that... And this, this happens in all... Uh, miniatures games um, that the people who are most invested are the ones who are going to be most upset when things aren't going as they hope it will right so they're the voices you hear online so you know somebody who's flipping out because you know they're, they're really mad that you can't get whatever model that's currently unavailable um, they're probably pretty niche right like I think the, the average person playing the game probably doesn't care that much that they can't get you know a box of Zyphons right now well, yeah. it, it, and that's the thing. And, like, I would say this, to, it, it, especially if anybody listening is kind of like that and probably wouldn't admit to this in public or anything like that. But, like, you know, if they're really, like, you know, upset about all this, just, you know, take a breath. It's going to be okay. Um, okay, you might have to wait six months for your model to come out. Um, there are more pressing matters in the world. Um, and just think you, you could be, you know, like my age and this was, like, the normal way of life for gamers back in the 80s and 90s <laughs> right. like you were oh. lucky if you could get anything depending on like ordering game store like oh man you get to order shit now oh my god that's amazing in right. the old days we just kind of prayed you just prayed and show up on like a fucking rack or you would be like you'd beg the store you know because there was no games workshops really in your area usually so you would just be like please for the love of god for the love of the dark gods please could you get me a, 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 a space marine medic on a bike? Like, please. Like, I've literally had that discussion in, like, 1989. So, you know, it was, you know, like, I'm not saying, you know, that they're, they're 
bad complaints. I mean, people, you know, people are, it's great to see people excited and invested in it. That's absolutely, but you know, tiny plastic spacemans, you'll, you'll be, you'll be fine. Um, also come up with other, you know, you know, do something else like with the game or I'm not saying get proxies like 3d printed stuff or whatever, but maybe, you know, in the meantime, but like, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do to, to, to scratch that itch, you know, like it's, uh, it's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. I, okay. I, I, I think, you know, most, by the, the, the complaints are valid. You know, it sucks that the stuff's not Absol available. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure the plan has not was never that, like, they would drip this stuff out, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I doubt that Games yeah. Workshop was like, man, you know what? It's going to be really super cool this quarter if we completely fist fuck our players. They're right, yeah. Great, like, <laughs> customer base. What a, like, it's one of the things I don't understand why people, the big criticism of Games Workshop, like, they're sitting around as a cabal like a big, we're all adults here, big fist fucking cabal, you know, like they're just, they're just looking forward to like playing Crisco Twister with your bank account. Like, no, it's their business. They're going to do their thing, you know, like, and they want to please you. Don't worry. Maybe not you specifically. I mean, there's no real zote range. So they're not trying to please me, but, yeah. but, but, you know, like it, it, it is, you know, like they, they want the game to succeed. They're not going to be like, put all this money and research into it, a team, pay people and be like, yeah, screw it. You know, like yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, right? Like you know, I, the, the the Great Slaughter release was last weekend, uh, mm -hmm. where the pre order was, and yeah, you know, the, the new GW site's web store is dog shit. Um, God, God, I hate it's it. So I, bad. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> like, take a breath, Steve. Take a breath. It's be fine. Yeah, like I, I wasted half an hour trying to order, it, and then it was sold out. I, I managed to get my copy through a, a third party uh, vendor. Um, I got through. Uh, Gamers Guild Arizona, who I have provided the service with before, um, but you know it, it sucks because you know the, the books are these kind of books are generally limited releases. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that that will be true here, but uh, yeah, if you wanted to get the the first expansion for it, uh, the Great Slaughter, which sounds really cool, um, you may have to go with a PDF if you didn't get get lucky that first morning. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. Um, hopefully they sort this stuff out. You know, I think at this point. There's not much fear about the game going away, but you know, if, if if these kind of things plague the game for you know six months to a year, that might be a different story. Yeah, right. Yeah, like no, they're going to have to get the core stuff out, and you know, be you know, it doesn't have to be in stock all the time, but it should be in stock most of the time. Um, so at at this point, I'm not concerned because you know it, it's it's 2024, and you know everything's breaking. So um, shipping yeah. supply problems in miniatures gaming is just one part of the world that you know isn't working like it used to. And, probably is the new normal so and, and it um, isn't something that's uh prioritized in terms of i guess as you could say the uh, social construct so um meaning like it, 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 things like grain imports and exports are definitely gonna be focused on more than your plastic space mats but, <laughs> sure um, yeah but uh yeah i don't know so we'll we'll see but um you know i'm looking forward to getting the the great slaughter i should have it in like i don't know 10 days or so it sounds really cool. I'm excited for it, but uh, we, we shall see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting it. I actually want to get, I think about getting that in hard copy instead of just purchasing a PDF. Well, so. like I just said, you will not be able to. Like ever? It's it's, it's sold out. <laughs> well, I assume they're the, going to reprint it, right? Like No, they usually don't. Usually the uh, the Black Book so, yeah. stuff is single printing. That's, that's what I was saying. It's web-only single printing. Ah, uh, single printing. I missed that. I must have totally yeah. missed that on everything, and well, that's too bad. Maybe I can yeah, find. I, I don't know that, but often, like you know, uh, Siege of Cthonia was a was a one and done, as far as I can tell. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make it my like holy grail item. That was the trying to get a reprint of Rogue Trader, the original Rogue Trader book. It's been like oh, what a three, four year arduous experience. Oh really? They're easy to get right now. Oh yeah, my, my, my my order on it failed. And then uh, I, I think you can just order them from Warhammer, can't you? Uh, you could. They did a limited thing, and then on the window of that, and I was told that that didn't work out for some reason on my end, and a couple other people happened to, and I went to go reorder it, and then there's no more. Maybe they can now. If they can now, I'd be like, sweet. So. Yeah, I think I, I could now, be wrong, but I, th I think it's in general release. But I, I, I might be wrong about that. And then I'll, I'll I, I guarantee you, I'll forget about it. And then and that's my sure. that's my fault. That's my. Well, fault. I know somebody who like just got a copy like from somewhere, either a GW shop or a web store or something, so. Yeah, a local buddy of mine just got a copy as well. So I'm like, okay. But see, what will happen is I'll get caught up doing all this other stuff, like new albums, stuff like that. And then I'll be like, okay, I need to get this this book now. And then then it'll be the dearth. And I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> basically, I'm just, this is mostly my fault. I'm not blaming GW for this, but like, this is mostly my fault. And then I'm like, ah. Oh. And um, so with The Great Slaughter, it, it, I'm kind of almost happy it was one print run so i'm never constantly looking for it in my spare time and being like oh oh it's out of printing it, it, it I, I don't know that for a fact but in, in the past they, they haven't been doing more than one print run for those uh for the heresy books and the suspicions would be the same for this book i, I could be wrong yeah. okay well we'll find out we'll find out it's all sure i mean I'm, I'm i'm usually fine with the pdf like of those books like i just like having them on my shelf but then i never look at them maybe occasionally um, you know, maybe it's read a weekend and spend some time in the washroom and then I'm going to read a hardback book maybe, but otherwise, yeah, Nicole just looked at me. <laughs> did, yeah. the, did I do the, the hand thing again? I did. I didn't even know I did that. I do this. I'm going to hear this in the audio and post-production. <laughs> like, fucking man. She's just making fun of me. Um, so like, uh, yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, so PDF for me. But that's cool. I, I am looking forward to seeing it, though, and reading it, and maybe even playing it one day. So, and so uh, maybe one Oh, day. speaking of books, I, I actually, I, I just a few weeks ago, I finished the main 54-book Horus Heresy series. Holy shit, congratulations. I should put crowd noises right here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's like, woo, a little parade. Yeah, yeah, just tiny me, uh, little Legion's guys. Years. Only eight years. Hey, man, I've read like maybe three of those books, so. Yeah, well, I, I read the first five or six back in 2016, and then I didn't read any for years. Um, maybe, maybe I got to like book 10 or something, but uh, I actually read most of it in the last like two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're good. I, I always end up like reading excerpts or picking up a book, and like I have a, I have a whole bunch of them. I just don't get around to reading them. Like I have them both in physical and Kindle. And I'm like, yeah, I need I need to get those books. I even have audiobooks of them because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna listen to them while I paint. Maybe I'll listen to podcasts sure. for a change. That's ironic, um, you know. And, and and actually listen to podcasts and and um, paint and assemble. The problem is I have to paint and assemble, and so I never get around to it. So that's uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank well, God yeah, for more videos. Yeah, uh, no. yeah. Finished uh, finished the buried dagger. Uh, nice. A few weeks ago. So uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm I was taking. Ask. I, yeah. I read a, I read a lot of them in kind of rapid succession. Like I probably read the last twenty books in the last six months. Um. And 
I need I need a little break from the Space Marine books. So, oh, I bet. Uh, yeah, now, I, would oh, sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought there. Yes, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, um, what do you think of the consistency of the writing on the books? Because they're oh, it's hugely uneven. <laughs> because because what they, I what I well, I was just going to say because what I will see people saying is they will talk about certain Warhammer or Horus Heresy books and talk about them like they were written like bizarro fiction that came out of someone's basement in Portland, Oregon and on a drunk glue high bender versus like, you know, more Cormac McCarthy level prose or whatever, like, you know, or, or, or Joyce, you know, like I always think, you know, like my experience of Warhammer novels is just pretty reasonably okay at worst, you know, but so yeah, what do you think? What's uh, that you've read all of them? I mean, you know, I've read 54 of them. Um, yeah. They range from, uh, you know, the worst book I read as an adult to, uh, damn, that's harsh. Very good. Okay. You know, there's a, okay, there's can, a, would you? Are you willing to name the book that was the worst book you read as an adult? Yeah, it's Descent of Angels. Descent of Angels. I was going to read that too. It's who, who wrote that one? Who do we? Uh, who I don't remember shame? the author's name. There's no need to shame him. Um, no, of course not. They're, they're the working series. hard. I, I, I will you say, know, as they, somebody who, who gets paid to write, like they they work hard on this shit, and some stuff just doesn't land. Maybe they get the wrong like voice in the. You know, it, yeah, it could be an editing it was, it was one of the early books in the series, so, you know, part of it is they hadn't figured out a lot of stuff. They're making it up as they go. You know, it's like book six or seven or something, somewhere in there. Um, Did it at least read okay? As no, opposed it's to terrible. Like, it's, it's terrible. Like, just like, in terms of, like, dialogue and... It is a bad novel. I, I'm not exactly when I say it is the worst book I read as an adult. Damn. I've read some real stinkers in my time. Now like, i got to read it. Yeah. The prose is mostly just boring. Um, you know, it's oh. not particularly engaging, but the the, pro the problem is that it 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 it, it falls into it, it falls into a trap that a lot of the early heresy novels fell into, which was that, you know, we, they've we finally gotten to Istvan three and Istvan five, and then somebody does you know the first Dark Angels novel, which is what this was. Mm -hmm. So instead of telling us about the Horus Heresy, they're like, well, hold up, we're going to go three hundred years ago, and spend like two hundred pages about stuff that just totally takes you out of the main action. Which is okay, but nothing happening is all that interesting in the first place. That's where we get all our Caliban lore from. Yeah, yeah but like it, just, it wasn't written in a very engaging fashion, and it mostly okay. it's just dull. Um, and then, God, and then late in the book, they finally jump forward—not to the present, mind you, but like fifty years before the heresy, right? Okay. And I don't remember. It's, it's been—I read this back in twenty sixteen, and I've, I've tried to forget about it, but basically. <laughs> They, uh, you know, you, you've been dealing with all these very, very dull writing, and then they there's this battle, and stuff starts to happen. Like, okay, finally things are happening, right? Like, Space Marines are doing Space Marine shit, which is what I'm here for at the end of the day. And they introduce the first woman in the entire book, and um, she has a point of view character. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. We've got an outsider who's not involved with all of this stuff. Uh, it's a woman, so that's going to be you know potential to have like an interesting, different perspective because you know the often you know the the, the, the books, the heresy books are extremely masculine, so it's nice when there's a chance. So when there's like, I talked about like Titan Death so much, because yeah. almost all the characters are women, and that was a breath exactly. of Um So they introduce her, and then she gets captured, and then in the very next chapter, you find out that she has been presumably, uh, it's implied that she has been sexually assaulted to death to summon v demons. Oh wow, that's uh, and I'm that's like, a wow, this book just took a, a hell of a turn from being boring and bad to being like 
actually kind of offensive. Like that's a that's a hell of a refrigerator. Yeah, like oh, oops. it was yeah. so bad, oh. dude. And like I couldn't tell yeah. you anything meaningful that happened in that book. I guess like somebody fought some like chaos beasts that are kind of like dragon. I don't know, man. It sucks. It's amazing that I play Dark Angels and Heresy now because I hate that novel in my life. Um, you know, I don't. I don't. I I really generally try to talk about things I like more than things I don't. Um, sure. Yeah. No, exactly. But uh, it was it was bad, and you know I think it's it's the worst novel in the fifty four I read. There were a few others that I think are right. bad, but just kind of like that ugh, just like a waste over. of time, right? Like, but like that one. Oh, it made, the only reason I actually finished that novel is I read it on an airplane. Yeah, yeah, because you got nothing like, else to I, do. I, I was just stuck in like you know I, I I had five hours and I was like, well, I guess I'm finishing this book. So. <laughs> um, like, well, it's it's good to know that, like, you know, uh, you know, Matt Ward, if you're out there, like, hey, man, there's something worse than you. And uh, actually, I don't hate Matt Ward. Actually. I don't mind be... Matt Ward, actually. What's that? I don't mind Matt Ward. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, not, not, I was going to say, not to be contrarian, but, like, I don't really find Matt Ward to be that bad. He, he seemed to work very hard at his job. Um, yeah. But I think you and I have a different perspective on this kind of stuff as well, because we understand how these industries work and how... Uh, how fucking difficult it is like and there's a lot of committee decisions and there's a lot of stuff that's out of your hands but your name's attached to it or it is on you and it just shit just went sideways you know like no one's ever not everyone's ever pleased and not not and not you know everyone's disappointed it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird create the creative industries are weird um but like um yeah, I, I am going to read the Son of Angels now. It's going to be at the top of my reading list because I want to yeah. see just how bad. And the thing is, now but I'm like, going to go into it think it's going to be the worst thing ever, and I probably won't think it's going to, it's going to be like Rain of Fire. It won't be that bad. It's or mostly AVP2, just maybe. boring. Like, really, mostly it's just dull. Which is the most condemning thing you can say about anything. It's like, yeah. and it was super boring. Um, but, hey, I do like boring stuff. I mean, The History of the Peloponnesian War is one of my favorite books. That's boring yeah, shit. Yeah, but that happened. It's true. It is. But, like, just no, 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 no uh, lyrical master for sure. But like, yeah. yeah. Like, so, but uh, yeah, beyond that, you know, I, I think um, of those 50, 54, I think um, no, no fear is the best by far. Um, yeah. No, no fear is, is really excellent. You know, it, it would it would be a strong piece of military science fiction, even if it had nothing to do with with Warhammer. You know, it, it could it could stand on its own. It's just a very well written book. So the, those are kind of the two extremes, and most of it's just like it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's, it's, it's fine. Be. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the shorts are very, very strong. Yeah, because um, you can just—it's like a strong three-minute track or song. You know, like it's not much room to fuck up. You just yeah, <laughs> get in there and do it. Yeah. They're certainly all over the place in terms of quality, but I think some of the strongest material in the whole series are are, are shorts. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. I, I have to take a break. I'm reading um, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell. Which is one of the best books I've ever read, um, mm. and I, I, I need to I need to, I need some palate cleanser before I I jump into the Siege of Terra and wrap this thing up. But uh, I've got them all in my bookcase waiting to be read. So, um, well, except for I went for soft covers of two, uh, End in the Death two and three. But uh, mm-hmm. I think probably gonna take a couple more weeks to finish up Strange and Norrell because that is an enormous uh, thousand page brick of a book. Um, yeah, it looks huge. Uh, it, it's it's fantastic. That that book's going into like into like the canon of you know the best fantasy out there you know it'll be up there with with i think tolkien and uh Moorcock and stuff like that in a few years Ooh, those are uh big words i i she, I, she can, I, I don't say that lightly but it's that that susan carroll she can she can write 
Yeah, I, I, I actually I don't think I've read anything she's done. But I, I she only has two novels. <laughs> she came out of nowhere, published Strange and Norell, and then her new book, her second book, came out like two months ago. Yeah. Which is yeah. getting incredible reviews too. But yeah, she can. Great. She's the real deal. That's always great. That's always. Uh, it's always it's always it's always awesome that you know like a new author hits the scene you know and uh, and they're really good as opposed to you know like and would you now I mean this is completely off of Horace Heresy but like would you say that she's a like a strong writer a strong world builder both strong all characters of all of it it's like yeah. she just checks no, off all the boxes ah, she nice. is an extraordinary writer you know her her world building is fantastic but her characters are great the plot itself is is fascinating. Um, wow. Are you telling me that there's a person that's like a mix of Ursula K. Le Guin uh, meets uh, Glenn Cook meets George R. Martin meets uh, Gene Wolfe kind of thing in there? Like, No. Uh, she's, yeah. she's, just, she's just very good. <laughs> I, I, I would say just, just, just go in expecting a good book. And it's, it's Fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. My, my, main, my main thing about those authors is like they're all really good in their own little niches but lack in other other departments so um, no she's it, it's like i said i, I think i think she, i think strange and rl's gonna be recognized as one of like the great books of, of western fantasy writing rad okay yeah like it's 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 literature it's very funny in places like it's it's the real deal nice nice that's um it's also probably nice it's coming out of warhammer books which you know like i don't think warhammer books are shit or anything like that oh no certainly not i, enjoy I, them I read an awful lot in a very short period of time and i could feel my brain like turning into mush like i just i need i need to like you're dreaming the Horace Heresy kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the bathroom and you're like, die loyalist scum. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. I just yeah, want to shave, man. Yeah, so. He needed a change of pace. So I think a couple of weeks to finish up that book and then I'll, I'll dive into uh, the Solar War. Nice. I'm actually uh, looking forward, like, like like most people, I think that are going to go into the, the scouring after the Heresy. And well, let's maybe hold on to that discussion. We were going to bring oh, yeah, that's, in our, our mail call, right? So that's right. We were talking about we were talking about that earlier, yeah. and I've already forgotten. And I suck. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Never mind. <laughs> oh, but I know. I know one of the things you're about is the uh, the the Joy Toy Heresy line is pretty substantial at this point, isn't it? Yeah, actually. And while we're doing that, um, I'm actually going to bring that up. Just so I have a visual. Uh, so, I have a, there we go, I have like a, a weird thing about the Joy Toy, I, I think they're cool, like they're, they're fucking cool as shit, I've seen them, I've played around with them, and the Horus Heresy ones look great, like I'm looking at them right now, you got Mark VI, Tactical Legionnaires, uh, these are all like Sons of Horus, this is right up your alley right here, you got yourself like a Contemptor Dreadnought for the Imperial Fists, the Yellow Boys are here. Um, you got like cataphractic terminators, but here's the thing: cataphractic terminators are like sixty dollars each. Um, if you want like a standard space marine with a bolt rifle with a bayonet attached, like I'm looking at like forty bucks. Oh, that's forty bucks U.S. I think, and that's the thing is like that's out of that, this is straight out from the Warhammer store too. Um, but if you want to have you want Sigismund, who's probably made from the same amount of plastic. You want Sigismund? That's 70 bucks US. Sure. And these are 118th scale, too. They're not like big, they're not like McFarlane figures. They're like uh, basically a bit bigger than G.I. Joe's. So oh, you yeah. so imagine paying like 
40 to 80 to 110 dollars for an action figure and they're so they're 118th scale if anyone's curious and um and when you could buy so you could buy a box of like heresy tactical marines <laughs> like you could buy you know and, and those the, i mean most people who aren't in the hobby like you know my partner uh, she's like oh my god i can't believe people pay that much money for tiny little plastic spacemen and i'm like oh no honey but it's all like you know there's all the, the factory and, and all the all the other work that goes into it and the molds and blah 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 um so i'm sure there's a lot of like back end they gotta do joy toy has to do but like even i got sticker shock on on these so like the legion praetor with the um, power sword is 73 us 72.99 mm -hmm. or or hey do you want a, a squad like a, a four-figure squad that'll be 140 dollars please um well i mean which that, that's is, like, a fair, but i mean it, it, aren't most people just buying like one or two action figures to have on their desk that's and that's why they're priced at probably it's it you want to have an action like one action figure but it, then you start thinking like so it's a tchotchke and so you're going to spend that much for a tchotchke and and if you'd want to hey it's your money go crazy like i certainly want one i'm actually sad that i missed out on the red corsairs and mm -hmm. i i will probably buy one on the secondary mark market and put it on my desk and look at it and listen to Someone I know like like admonish me about spending like eighty dollars on an action figure. So you know it, it's and also probably just because I got used to the pricing of the McFarlane figures, which I think are a lot more fairly priced. They're like forty bucks, thirty forty bucks for a much larger action figure, which looks really cool on my keyboards here, on my synthesizers. So um, yeah. Uh, other than that, they're they're incredibly well detailed. Like they're definitely worth it. Like I'm not going to say like don't get, don't buy it based on that. Like it's like I love the Sons of Horus um, Sergeant with Power Sword. It's got a power sword. Looks like a plasma pistol. Sick. Like it. it there is no other way to describe them but sick. And they are very well detailed, very well painted. Um, sure, they're done from a factory. They're not like hand painted or anything like that. But they're. You know, the details way, way better than anything you see in McFarlane toys. Um, they're poseable. They're very, they're very adjustable. Yeah. So. So are, are you getting any? Maybe eventually. Oh, okay. I thought you were excited for them. So. I, I, I'm always excited to see this stuff, but like I have to justify the cost. Like for the same, sure. same price, I could buy like literally a. A new a new VST synthesizer or more miniatures, right? You know, like or rules books or there's or food. You know, like I I I have to like you know, I am not a wealthy person, so I have to say like, do I want to spend forty five? I might actually like oh, forty five bucks. It's a, I mean, hey, my my sons did buy me a War Duke for my birthday, and my stepson bought me like a got me for my birthday a Sisters of Battle, um, but like War Duke was like sixty bucks, so. Yeah. You know, like that. That's a D and D, and he's, but he's big, he's sexy. So like it's um, so yeah, I, I'll probably buy one or two. Like definitely a Red Corsair. I I might actually. I'm not even a Sons of Horus guy, but this, this uh, yeah, this sergeant. Oh my god, he's so cool looking. So cool. So yeah. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. I mean, I, I I'm just not into action figures at all. Yeah. Um, so like, it, it's all sort of. I feel about them like probably normal people feel about miniatures, right? I'm like, that's cool. I don't, I don't get it at all, but I'm, I'm glad it's out there. I guess. 
Oh, let me let me let me elaborate on that. Like at least with miniatures, they're a hobby. You have a lot more say over them. You paint, you assemble, and you paint them, and then you play with them. With right, the I mean, that's rules. the appeal for me. Sure, it's a game. As a, it's like a really, as I explained to one person, it's like a really slow in-person video game. And in in with action figures, you got none of that. It's just something you look at, and maybe maybe in your spare time, as a middle-aged person, you go. You mash them up against each other and go pew 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 like you did when you were a kid, and I think some of that has to do with like trying to recapture that part of your childhood. Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, you know, a buddy of mine actually just got me the uh, the uh, Dune uh, Ornithopter Lego kit. Um, so birthday sweet. gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to putting that together. Which you know, I think it's gonna be fun because like you know, there's there's a project I haven't really done any any of the adult Lego stuff ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like putting together a puzzle that you get to display afterwards. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Maybe maybe you know maybe I'll, I'll be more uh, understanding of the whole collectible well, thing. But but again, like I don't know. I feel like with Lego, like there's an act there's an activity involved, right? Like I'm going right. to spend a night or two building the thing. Um, but but two, in defense of action figure aficionados, I don't want anyone out there because I I have a shitload of action figures, so don't I don't want anyone to think that I'm like poo pooing on them. But speaking of poo poo. There are people out there that will spend $1,000 on a meal you can construct out of $6. And they will eat it. They will have pay someone to make that meal for them. They will eat that meal or even $100. They'll eat that meal or that steak or whatever. And then all it will turn into is feces. That's it. That, that I mean, mm-hmm. and they just... So, in my... At least, you, at least the action figure is still there. At least you can look at it for years. You can... You, when you die, you can will it to your children or your cat or whatever you you can't do that with an expensive steak it's just a piece of meat so i mean i think everybody attaches different values to things oh, but sure. like yeah so i mean like you know like there are what i'm saying is there are worse people than action figure people um but like i don't get the whole expensive food thing i like sushi like the next person but i'm not gonna spend i'm never again spending like 400 dollars on sushi that was like 25 20 some years ago and i still won't forget that huh. And it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. I, mean, I like fine dining. I don't get to do it very often. I don't have the money for it, but uh, you know, I, I, I like the experience of it. Yeah, I blame my dad. My dad was known as Cheap Eddie for a reason. So we didn't go on expensive vacations or have expensive cars. We had computers. So I, I, um, I inherited that trait, and so I can never go into a fine dining establishment and and truly enjoy myself. Sure. Unless there are really cool people working there and they wear clown suits or there's some kind of like medieval times is cool. That kind of stuff's cool. But I, okay, I consider medieval times in like LA like a fine dining. Just to give you an idea. Of like, <laughs> like my idea, like, and so I look at foodies like they're strange creatures and, and you know, and I'm not judging them. I don't, I mean, dude, plastic spacemen's okay. Like I don't judge anybody. Um, but like, yeah, so I, I, I just think it's strange. And when I get dragged out by my friends to find dining experience, I'm like, huh. but also, also full disclosure, I'm not a big fan of watching films in the theater either. So mm. that shocks people like, oh my God, I'm like, why would I have a bunch of strangers? They're all coughing and sneezing on me and shit. And this is before the pandemic. I felt like this and they keep talking. You know, I like going seeing movies where it's just me and Nicole in the theater, which is not good for the movie. Trust me. Right. <laughs> so, you know, but like I don't want to. Yeah, I'm only there because I can't watch it on my t- on our TV. Anyway, point is different different strokes for different folks. Um, I'm excited. I am excited about the Joy Toy figures. So, right on. 
So yeah. if you had to get one, which would it be? Um, well, the of the Horus Heresy, the new ones that they've announced, in which you can find right now, like straight off the bat at uh, the Warhammer.com in their merch, merch shop. Uh, so you can get them semi-directly through Games Workshop now. Um, I assume maybe at again, delivered to the store. I don't know. Um, I would I would say yeah that that sergeant because I just love that classic uh, Roman yeah. centurion look like that that is so fucking sick like I for sure I can't get over it. Um, I wish they had night lords. I'm now all of my complaints about money and stuff will go out the window if they make like joy toy night lords. I will buy them all and giggle as I look at them and show them off in streams, probably bring one to a live show with me to dance with on stage. People are going to just think I'm brain damaged or something. So I, or drunk, uh, I, I, but yeah, it would definitely be the, the sergeant. And there's also a, um, uh, a light legionary with a bolter and chain blade. So very classic look really like that one. Um, no offense to you know, like to uh, Valrak and all you Imperial Fist fanboys, but man and girls, um, uh, but I, I can't get over the Imperial Fist being yellow. No, I, I, I mean these the, the color the way they colored these guys looks pretty cool for Imperial Fists, but I don't know. I just find yellow to be, although ooh, Fafnir Rand looks fucking rad, but like. <laughs> um, but like I don't know, I just don't like. Not a big fan of yellow, so fair <laughs> enough. I don't think it's a very good tactical color either. Um, I mean, but, it's not as tactical as lightning bolts and red on on blue, but correct, correct. <laughs> that is correct. But like, it's not my favorite color. But like, uh, no, no, no offense. I've read Imperial Fist stuff. It's really fun. Like I like the Imperial Fist that way. But then like, then I got to visualize and like. <sighs> so um, that's just me. That's just a personal taste thing. Uh, the cataphractic terminators are really cool too. Like I like them. I like them all. Like yeah. really, I can love all of them. They're like children to me. Like you know, I know my kids ugly, but I still love them. Um, God, one of my kids here is so I wonder which one it is. Um, <laughs> like, but yeah, like it's it's uh, they're they're really cool. Like yeah, if you're in if you're in you want some horror heresy action figures, you know the world the world is a shitty vampire. Absolutely, but at least we can have Warhammer action figures. So, small miracle. For sure. All right, well, I guess that, that's that's Action Hero Corner. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining what us. What's going on? So, oh, it's, so it's Sunday the 25th. There's been a bunch of uh, pre-orders that have been announced for this coming week. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's going to be all those plastic solar auxiliary finally coming out. Yes. Uh, pretty cool. Not in my budget right now, but I am excited that they're finally here. We interrupt this transmission for a much-needed ad break. The Galaxy in Flames podcast is brought to you in part by the Brushbuilders Union. The Brushbuilders Union is a community of like-minded miniatures painters encouraging one another in their craft. The Brushbuilders Union gives you monthly support and encouragement to become the miniatures painter you want to be. Take the union pledge today at brushbuildersunion.com. Now back to the transmission. Death to the false emperor. Yeah, I may never get them, but I can appreciate them. I'll probably do a small force down the road. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it'd be fun to like have like an allied detachment with my sons of Horus. Um, might also be a good opportunity to do actually, if I did a, a bunch of them in a small uh, sons of Horus detachment, I could use that new um, console. It's also up for pre-order this week. Mm. Uh, what is he called again? The um, oh, I have this link somewhere here. Let me pull that up. 
That's right on the Galaxy and Flames podcast. You get all the clicking. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. The Dark Emissary. Right, who is the console you can, for Sons of Horus, you can only take if your Sons of Horus are the allied detachment, which is kind of fun. Ooh. Um, so he's pretty cool. It might be fun to do, like, I don't know, like a 3,000 point list. It's like 2,000 points of Solar Auxilia and like 1,000 points of Sons of Horus. That'd be really cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the, there's the, the plastic auxilia box set. I guess for now it's just the big box set, which means the other stuff's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the, I mean, one of the things interesting here is that because that box set includes the um, Aethon Pattern Heavy Sentinel, that means that the uh, Beta Garmin book for Horus Heresy must be in it because that's the book that's going to have the rules for it. Yeah. That's, uh... So the Beta so, Garmin book, that's, yeah, that's coming out. That's, uh... Yeah, but that, that, I mean, it, it must be very close to that, so that's where the rules will be is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, have they announced that yet? Though, like they, they, they seem to remember talking about a Beta Garmin book. Well, um, they haven't announced the release yet. But it's, what I'm saying is that because this box set includes that model, that book must be coming out soon yeah. because that's where the rules for it are. Mm-hmm. So probably in a couple weeks we'll see. Okay, I was just making that. sure I didn't miss something like announced or. No, no. There's always announcements. I, I'm always going to miss one or two. Like. Ugh. I suck at Warhammer yeah, so, fanboyism. Yeah, yeah. And then, that's cool. Of course, they're also yeah. doing the uh, the resin models for the uh, previously previewed the Stormseer console for the uh, White Scars, the Dark Emissary, and those new yes. um, Apothecary detachment, which are really sweet. There's the Mark Six and Mark Five armor Apothecaries, and they're they're really cool. Sorry, we really haven't seen much in the way of Apothecaries. Uh, well, they did an Apothecary set for resin in resin. I think of two of them. They've been out for a long time. Um, I got old Forge World stuff, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, well, these are also Forge World resin, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they're 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 very cool new models. You know, the old ones are great, but they're they're kind of in that older, smaller scale. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. It's uh, I was actually looking at the um, Forge World a while, a little while back. I think it's because it's been folded into the Warhammer site, I believe. But like, I never got my hands on the Mark II guys. It was really sad. Oh yeah. I, I really wanted that Mark II Command Squad, like, desperately. I probably will have to look on the secondary market or something, because I wanted the official Forge World models, and I was willing to pay that, what, $85 price for two little dudes, but but now they just be small. Be small. Yeah, sure. Yeah. My uh, my younger son was making fun of me for holding on to my small guys. <laughs> it's okay. They're, they're all right. I paid lots of money for them. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, that's great. More apothecaries, and you need those guys. So yeah, I mean they're they're super useful. The models are are really awesome. Oh, so excited about that. But yeah, I mean obviously the plastic solar auxiliary stuff is, is is a big deal. That's going to make solar yes. accessible for people for the, basically for the first time ever. Because doing it in resin is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, kind of like with like remember the uh, old Kriegsman, you know, like the the guy or the person that had the the Kriegs. The Kriegsman army was like obviously somebody drove a Lambo or something. Like, yeah, and you're like it's like what was this four thousand dollars to get a full army of Kriegsmen or something? God, like that was just yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm like man, that's uh, might as well just get a Titan at that point. I mean, it still basically is that much. You know, there's one squad in plastic, but by and large, if you want to do Krieg, you're, you're still in resin. 
That is true. I mean, yeah, my you can get the kill like what my my kid does. He got the kill team uh, box set to get like a a, a a grip of, and then traded with another uh, kid that had that wanted the I forget was it orcs? Yeah, he traded his orcs yeah. for th yeah, that kid's Kriegsman kid. They're like adults, but like that person's uh, uh, Kriegsman, and so now he has like a bunch of Kriegsmen, which he's gonna probably turn into chaos auxiliaries, is what he's thinking. So. Uh, chip right. off the old block that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, he's because he's a big Thousand Suns guy. But like, um, yeah, I'm so. That's great, though. That's great. That's, um, I mean, resin kits, like, I have my issues with resin kits, but. Well, you know, the, uh, the Forge of Resin's really come a long way. Um, it has. It has. Definitely. You know, it was, it, it was pretty bad, uh, years ago, and I think it still kind of suffers from that reputation, but, uh, we talked about this before, but you know, the, the new yeah. single model kits they've been putting out for the last six or seven years for Necromunda and now for Heresy and stuff, they're really good quality. You know, yeah. They're obviously not as easy to deal with as a hard plastic kit is, but you know, they're they're really pretty simple and they're they're well molded. Correct. Um, you know, you're not getting the air bubbles like you used to. It's not, it's not the fine cast situation because these models are being made for resin, they're not metal models that are being kind of shunted into uh Right into a resin core, which is, you know, they were not cut or designed for in the first place. And that's a lot, a lot of fun with the, with the fine cast was it's not even the resin itself. It's that the molds weren't built for it in the first place, right? The, that the, is the correct. Weren't, uh, weren't sculpted and cut for, uh, for a resin core. So no, they're for, they're these, for pewter. Yeah. Yeah. So with these models, you know, they're using everything they've learned about, um, uh, resin model, uh, making and, uh, they're made, you know, with that in mind in the first place so that the quality is pretty good. Nice. Like I, I, uh, I actually I just put the um, what's it called the uh, Sons of Horus Legion Decurion the the tank commander model with the with the standard mm -hmm. and that was a forge little bit and that was you know it was totally easy to put together. Yeah, I haven't ordered anything from Forge World in a while. I should like that's well. I mean, it's I haven't even checked like because last time I was checking around, is Forge World even a site anymore? Like, I think they... No, not really. It's kind of like a... It's it's, it's sort of a sub-brand in GW. It, it, you know, it, yeah, it's, there it is. It always was, but now it's just sort of been shunted into the, the main website. World. Yeah. It's, it's, it's increasingly, you know, what the what the Games Workshop expert kits are, right? Speaking of sites, can we still complain about the, the new Warhammer site? It's just... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the web store that kills me. Oh look, it's it's for the lion now. That, that's cool. Like, let's see, let's re. Oh, I have to sign into my Warhammer now. But what if I don't want to? Oh, that went right to. Uh... Now they just want you to sign in automatically. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't bother me to be honest. But like, I don't know. The the, the web store is not good. Ooh, the Siegebreaker console. Nice. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He is pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's uh, looks great. I um, no, I mean there used to be like um, the, usually they paid the, the 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 image that loaded up whenever I was always the dude at the shop who looks like he just stepped out of like a granny core indie show or something, and, like, you know, <laughs> plain gray or beige. I don't even know. It's so it's so beige. I can't even tell the color. Like I'm like. I just, I mean, just, I think I fell asleep the first time I saw it. Like, it just, bam, narcolepsy. Like, it was really a poor choice. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it'll just take some getting used to, I guess. But we've complained about this before. But, yeah. but the, the, <laughs> web, the web store as well is a bit of a colossal pain in the ass. Like, so much that I'd rather just go down to the, the games, 
workshop. Sorry, Warhammer store. Yeah, um, no, it's a and, true and, downgrade. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. They put like what ten million pounds in this shit. So God, who knows? I'm like, damn. I mean, I've seen better sites designed by people out of like Madison, Wisconsin, for their tiny little industrial band site. So I'm just saying. But they're also not a major company dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars orders. So to be fair, to be fair. Um, but yeah, I like that Dark Angels picture. That's really cool. Um, I just haven't looked at the site for a little bit, and they do seem to be making improvements. So good on sure. you. Good on you, G-Dubs, now Warhammer. <laughs> I was just going to call you Twitter. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that, yeah. But, um, but I'm rambling. Uh, so, yeah. What, uh... Right on. So, let's see. Anything else going on? Uh, the pre-orders we talked about. Well, mm-hmm. we just, you know, the Great Slaughter's coming out. We kind of talked about the, the mild fiasco with that release. Um, yes. We get sorted out. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should we should jump into some mail call. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Um, who? Okay, where do you want to start? Uh, I don't know. I think. Uh, do you want to look at uh, the question Dave Taylor had? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So, uh, okay. So, Dave Taylor. Hi, Dave. Do you think the upcoming Horus Heresy campaign book release will shake up the current Horus Heresy community? Or is it just targeting those who were already planning Black Shields? What are your takes on the new Solar Exilla minis individually and as a whole? And I would like to note that I was very tempted to read that in a really terrible British accent. So, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I think it probably will shake things up. Um, I don't know how many people are really plan already planning on Black Shields. I don't, know, I don't know how popular Black Shields are on the whole. I think they're kind of one of those niche interests that on the whole is something people pick up when they're already into Horus Heresy. Um, I, I think, I think uh, speaking as somebody who that appeals to, Black Shields are for people who are like natural... Con, like, I don't want to say contrarian. Contrarians? Because <laughs> like, I, I tend to use the word contrarian for those people like politically. like They're like, what about us and stuff. They're like, you know, the left, they're just as bad. And they have coats. Uh-huh. Those people, yeah. So um, so, but, so when I say contrary, people were like, I, for instance, do you hate pop music just because it's not skinny puppy? Yeah. Sure. Okay, Black Shields are for you. Because if you're like... Yeah. <laughs> You look at like Horus Heresy and go, man. I really wish I really wish there was like Eldar in that. Or you look at Horus Heresy and say, yeah, all these legions are cool and stuff. But I want to do my own thing. Black Shields. That's that's your jam. Um, and I think, and you just, or if you just want to combine a bunch of stuff, basically if you just want to fuck with everything, uh, Black Shields. They're they're great. Um, that is and Shattered Legions to an extent. But like, um, but Black Shields. It's, it sounds like the way it's going to work is that black shields are units that you maybe don't make an army around, but that, that you add to your army, right? right? So like, if you're, I'm not sure on this. We haven't seen the book yet, but from what Lilith talked about, it sounds like you would add a unit or two of black shields to your, you know, um, Imperial Fists army or your Sons of Horus army, right? Like they're they're um, you know mixed units. I mean, maybe maybe there are ways to play little warbands with them as well. But it sounds like if you want to play a non-legion army of space marines, that's going to be more of the um, shattered legions list that they're putting in that book. Yes, yes. But you could also do, um, like, uh, you could also do uh, 
like a three-way where you have, um, you know, traitor, loyalist, and black shields. Maybe I don't think I don't think the game really supports three-player games very well. That's true. But I'm just, I'm just you, kind of you, you could make that happen, but I, I don't think that's really the intention behind the mm -hmm. the rules or the release. They're, they're probably just meant as yeah. Auxiliary. Uh, again, I, and I'm not positive, but from what I read, it sounds like black shields are going to be units you buy, not armies you build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're attachments. Uh -oh. Yeah, that's... yeah. Like uh, that could be wrong. I could run. I wouldn't shock me if I'm wrong about that. And there is a way to do it. But it sounded like more like if you wanted to play a mixed unit army, you would be playing um, Shattered Legions. And Shattered Legions sounds like it means it's Shattered Legions with a capital S and a capital L, so it'll be a mixed force of um, Iron Hands, Raven Guard, and Salamanders. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would love, like, a Black Shield element of, like, rogue. Like, they're not involved in the Harris. They have their own. So they're basically, like, 40k version of, like, Renegades. Non-Chaos Renegades, you know, or whatever. Like, Space Marine Pirates. Because a lot of that would be going on during the Heresy. Yeah, and I think the Black Shield stuff is explicitly about that as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and so, like, you might want to do a whole army, like, a your own, like, non-Chaos-style warband. Or even your own, like, non-aligned Chaos or just traitors who don't want to be a part of the chaos thing. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of the Night Lords are, are kind of Black Shields in a way. Um, at least spiritually, I think. But like, it, it, they just have a chapter identity, or a legion identity. But like the the whole, like, yeah, they, like I said, it, are you contrary to a lot of stuff? Do you like Burns? Do you like the band Mersbow? This is the, this is the, this is for you. Um, so, or Tony Danza, Tap Dance, Extravaganza, whatever they're called. So, um, that's your that's your jam, but like yeah, I, I would like to see a full army, but I think I, I I the safe bet is to go what you're what you're saying is there'll be like more of an attachment or a detachment that you can attach to your your army or whatever as allies or uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Who, who knows? Right? It sounds like the book's not far off now, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think the Shadow Legion stuff's probably going to shake it up a bit. Um, more than the Black Shields, because it sounds like, again, it sounds like Black Shields when you add to your army probably won't make, like, a huge difference in play, but Shattered Legions is pretty interesting, right? Because, like, you know, you, you can have those... It sounds like you can even have units that are going to have, like, you know, a couple Salamanders, you know, a bunch of Iron Hands and maybe a Raven Guard in the unit itself, and that's kind of interesting, right? Um, yeah, you get the, you get the so, mix them up. Yeah, so, you know, depending on how, how those rules play out, I think that could do some pretty interesting stuff to the, to the whole game. Everyone um, likes a candy assortment, so... Yeah, it's just, it's very flavorful too. So I, I think that's, that's cool. Exactly it's right. gonna be it's it's. I think the game's getting to be in a good place between that and the Solar Auxilia, where you know it's not just you know single legion space marine armies, um, which you know obviously is the thrust of the game and always will be. But it's it's nice to see more more variants. You know, I, I'm I'm hoping we're going to see uh, similar plastic support for uh, Mechanicum before too much longer. Oh, that'd be nice. That would yeah. be. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, well, there's it, nothing it, announced about it yet. It's one of the things, like, I was explaining to a friend of mine that he's like, how can people be so focused on Horus Heresy? Because to, to them, it is... I mean, when I say lacks depth, I don't mean they said it lacks depth entirely. It just seems to lack... They, all they see are, like, Space Marine on Space Marine battle orgies, and that's all it is. It's just Space Marine pew-pews. And, and they like the Horus Heresy because of all the depth and the drama, but all the other stuff that's going on. Like, you know... That's why I like the Siege of Chthonia so much, right? Because it's kind of pointless, but also important in its own way. 
Um, well, also, it's, it's just, you know, it's an opportunity to, like, really... I, I think the fun thing about the Heresy stuff is that it's a chance to do, like, hyper-focused looks at battles in a way that you don't, like, get oh, yeah. with mainland 40k anymore. You oh, yeah, know, yeah. Um, I like that aspect. I've, I've, you know, I just picked up the, uh, for our 40k crusade at my club, the Pariah Nexus uh, crusade book, which is very cool and has, you know, 34, 44 pages of, of setting material, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of a deep dive, but it's not... It's it's so much bigger. Like, you know, the, the Pariah the Nexus War they're describing is basically as big as the Horus Heresy was, right? Um, and mm -hmm. it's all being crammed into one book, so you don't you don't get that sense of like history to it that you get with the Horus Heresy books, which feel much more fully realized. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean that, that's part of the joy of it for me is that you, you get these these heresy campaign books like the black books from the first edition, and now things like Siege of Cthulhu and the upcoming uh, Beta Garmin book, where you know it, it's really a very in-depth look at like specific forces and you know what was happening in this this theater of war and you know it, it's it's kind of the joy of like you know if you're into world war ii gaming you mm -hmm. know just 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 focusing in on like north africa right correct yeah or even you know just like even like just tobruk like you know because a lot of stuff happens yeah. around a single battle right um that's right so I, I think that I think the depth is actually deeper in heresy than it is in 40k in a lot of ways. That's and that's and that's 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 what my friend was saying. They, they weren't trying to say it was like there's no depth. It's just that the depth, all the extra stuff. And I get that. It's like uh, speaking of like World War II. It's like talking about like say Bosnian Muslim uh, Moffin SS or or Wehrmacht units, right? Like getting really in the weeds with stuff. Whereas in a game, you you want to have the weeds there. But you don't, you know, you can have a lot of depth with the focus. So, like with World War II, having the focus of like the Eastern Front or the Pacific Island campaign. Um, but then you got like Filipino rebels and all kinds of stuff going on. So, like, yeah. there's all this stuff, all these things in World War II that you can just dive into. And, I mean, yeah. I, I guess for me, you know, it comes down to is that, you know, I, I think 40K, I think Heresy is the deeper game and 40K is the wider game, right? Like, you get to see a lot more of the universe. You get to see all the what all the, the the alien races are doing and how they interact yeah. with the Imperium and all the the Imperium is so much bigger than it was in terms of factions in uh, in Heresy and stuff, right? Because like you know mm -hmm. you got the the Adeptus Mechanicus, which were are not no longer a separate entity like they were in the Heresy. You got the Adeptus Sororitas, right? And like all of these groups hate each other. They all they're all and they're all fucking each other over constantly, right? Like I, I will just There's just to digress a little. I, I read the Pariah Nexus book yesterday, and I really enjoyed it because it, the, the very amusing part. And this, these will be some minor spoilers coming up, but the uh, the gist of it is is that a huge Adeptus uh, Mechanicus force with Space Marines and all kinds of their, their buddies go to fight some Necrons. And long and short of it is is that the the um, Mechanicus bring along all of the secret, illegal, heretical uh, weapons that they've been hiding from every, from each other and the Imperium for thousands of years, because they think they might need to use them. And so, you know, all these guys are going around doing these, these things that are highly illegal and would get them branded for heresy, but it's 40k, so, you know, you know the joke about 40k is, you know, the, the Inquisition exists because people are constantly, you know, committing heresy, right? Yeah. Um, and the end result of this in the, in the Pariah Nexus book is that the Mechanicus and the Necrons end up exchanging um, super weapons fire against each other over, like, you know, uh, hundreds of solar systems. 
and it's sort of like, you know, a cartoon battle where one guy pulls out a gun and the other guy pulls out a hammer that has a gun on top of it, right? And they just destroy each other with this this this, this ever-escalating series of nightmarish weapons that, you know, break the fabric of reality with some pretty grim results. Um, but it's extremely 40k, and I, I think that's that's a lot of fun there. Um, but, you know, again, we're, all we're ever going to get out of that is, you know, this one book, a few paragraphs describing that stuff. And maybe it'll come up in a novel somewhere that's tied into it, but we're not going to get a really deep look at that stuff, you know. And we don't need to either. I'm not complaining about that, but I think you know the the heresy lore is just inherently deeper because it's a it's a deeper dive into one subject. I was going to say, riffing off what you were saying earlier about Pariah Nexus and 40k and all all that, is the there is a reason why the first Imperial Guardsman plastic kit looked just like paranoia troubleshooters and anybody who's an old rpg nerd will know exactly what i'm talking about so um yes also praise friend computer so um (laughs) i do have the proper color clearance story um so like uh but yeah yeah heresy does have like that like that kind of especially uh it means a military war game has that depth absolutely Um, but yeah um we do have, looks like we have a, we already covered Alex Flagg's question, right? So yep. we got Justin Cotton, Cottoms, Cottom? You could only call him Justin Cotton, and it's not correct, it's Cotton. Um, do you want to field that one? or? Sure, yeah, I'll field that one. Okay. Oh, so, to, okay. I, you want me to read it? I feel that you want me to answer it. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll read it, I'll read it. With the final Siege of Terra book released and the Horus Heresy novels now finished, do you fear the game will not have as much support from the from GW and lose its player base? No, I don't think so at all. But I know you, you're you're itching to talk about this, so I, uh, uh, why don't why don't you start off with that? After all, oh oh yeah, like this this actually uh, it ties into what I was trying to say earlier. Uh, I jumped the gun. Um, so the game, like I, I think the game will move on into the scouring and. Like the scouring will, they might. I, I think they might, like maybe they'll do new scouring rule books, and or keep the heresy rules, or maybe even have like mashed together new forty k rules, or something like that with with heresy. But um, I'm pretty excited about the scouring myself. Like I, everyone is assuming this is where they're going, and, and Games Workshop does not go in that direction. Wow, that's crazy. So. But the scouring is, you know, right after the heresy, and we don't know much about it. So, like, 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 I wasn't as excited about the heresy when it first launched. I, I mean, sorry, um, because I, we already know the outcome. We already know what's going to happen. Um, this is why I was like a big proponent for the um, the the whole theory of Sanguinius is the one that kills Horus and then goes crazy, and then the Emperor has to kill Sanguinius, which is why they have this. Uh, that psychic death scream of Sanguinius is burned to all blood angels, right? Like that was the I love that 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 silly theory that probably spawned from something like Reddit or some hellscape on the internet like that. And the it, it was it was cool, but no, it just played out kind of like as with like t- details we didn't know, which is always cool. I always love diving into the details. A lot of stuff we didn't know. We got some Thunder Warrior action in there, all kinds of stuff. That was uh, trickled out through like those 787 books of the heresy or whatever. So, 
but the scouring it's just basically it's like a line or two in a couple books like a couple rule books like and then the scouring happens. well i think i think the scouring is pretty well explored at this point um you know there's 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 been quite a bit of talk about the second founding of the space marines and stuff Oh, sure, yeah, but all I, the actions, all the different events, like it's oh, there's kinda... there's tons to explore there. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I partially disagree with you in that I think I, I agree mm-hmm. that the scouring is going to be coming. Um, that's going to be you know a book mm-hmm. series for sure. I, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. I don't think we're going to see scouring as part of the Horus Heresy game for a good long time. Um, and when we do, I don't think it'll have anything to do with 40k. It'll be it'll be you know a way to play your Horus Heresy games, but it, you know, it'll still use yeah. the core engine. Um, the, the two games are just too different at this point to to, to mix and match. Yeah, it's, um, it, it would make it would make more sense to make it um <laughs> excuse me, make it more sense uh, to keep it with the Horus Heresy. Yeah, so. but I, I think we'll see novels, but I, I don't think we'll see scouring game materials for a good while, mm-hmm. um, because there's just there's just a ton of Horus Heresy material to do for Horus Heresy. You know, we haven't right. we haven't even touched the Siege of Terra. Yeah, you don't want to, and you don't want to um, stretch it out too thin. Yeah, so I, I think, I, you know, I, I'd be surprised if we see much in the way of scouring game materials in the next five years. Yeah, that, that's that's a good timeline, I think. Uh, or if ever, even, right? Like, because, you know, I, I guess it lets you introduce the Mark Seven um, Space Marine armor, which would have to become sort of like a bespoke line, because they're not really producing much of that anymore mm-hmm. um, for 40k. So, I don't know, it, it's, it's sort of a weird place. I, I It's cool material I hope to see, um, but I don't think it will have much impact, <coughs> excuse me, on the main Horus Heresy game for a good while. Um, all that said, with the novels finished, actually answer the question he asked, um, yeah. I don't think that it means that the game is going to lose support mm-hmm. or its player base, because I think, you know, the novels are sure like people interested and excited, but I don't think they're the main... I don't think anybody's going to be like, I'm not going to play Horus Heresy anymore because I, now it's over. We all knew how it was going to end in the first place. Well, I was going to say, people still play bold action. People still play Napoleonics. Yeah, yeah. People still, exactly. I mean, in 40k, it was up until recently, it was a very static timeline. So, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think her- heresy, there's so much you can explore in that. I'm sure there'll be more heresy novels. I'm sure there'll be more, um, maybe not mainline heresy novels, but there'll be spinoff stuff. And, yeah, I'm I mean, sure like, like you know, Siege, Siege of Chthonia, right? The, uh, or the, the, um, the anthology of Chthonia. Chthonia's Reckoning. Um, yeah. You know that's not that's not a numbered Horus Heresy book, but it is a Horus Heresy collection, right? So we're we're not we haven't seen the end of the novels for that stuff either. There's, there's tons of things to explore. Also, from what I understand, Amazon's going to start having animated Warhammer shows, so that will I guarantee you Horus Heresy is going to be a part of that. Like they're going to do. I hope so. I've actually been surprised they haven't done any of that for the last three years on uh, Warhammer TV. You mean you mean the their streaming service that has the ironically has the budget of like a shoestring, like two two cans and a a string attached? Like I don't know. Have you have you watched those cartoons? There's some pretty cool stuff they've done. Oh, I know. They're all. I think they're mostly done by independent studios or are commissioned. Some of the anime. I mean, the animation. Like first of all, animating's hard. I'm not gonna like yeah. denigrate any animator out there, whether they do it simply or whatever. But then you watch like. Love, Death, and Robots, and you go, okay, okay. It's just oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think, Love, Death, and Robots is a mixed bag too. But I mean, it, like the Pariah Nexus animation, some of like it's exceptionally that's, good. That is oh. no, no, that is exceptionally good. And that's the thing is, I don't mean the animation budgets either. I mean, like, just I don't understand 
Like Warhammer Plus is its own kettle of kippers, I understand, and I'm not going to sit here and bag on it, but it is probably one of the most botched, poorly executed things that I've seen on my end. I'd love somebody from Games Workshop to correct me on that. Um, and also, you can't get it in Canada either, so... No, really? So I won't I, tell I, you I, how I've seen it. I've been subscribing since the beginning, and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the animated stuff is a bonus for me. It's not why I... I so that's that's why I'd like, watch it, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the least of it. I, you know, they put out a cool cartoon, it's fine. Occasionally they put out a very good cartoon, and that's great. But mostly I'm there for the um, the hobby content's fantastic. Um, it's pretty decent. The, it's pretty decent. The 40K app that you get as part of it is really good now. Um, See, that... Okay, my, my complaint is they didn't want to put anything in French. So they are not allowed... Oh, so you've got the Canadian so I cannot, laws, right? It, you just get a 404 screen if you try, if you try to subscribe in Canada. That's a bummer. Uh-huh, and I'm not. I'm going to tell you straight up, Canadian war gamers, especially Canadian Warhammer fans, they might be more fanatical than the British and the Americans combined. They are fanatics. Yeah. They are, you got to understand, man, Canadians are the cheapest motherfuckers on the planet. Full <laughs> stop. And I mean that with all due respect, because I'm cheap myself. I moved to the perfect country. They are cheap, frugal, very frugal, rich people, people that drive like, like, it's fucking Tesla trucks or whatever shop at dollar stores and they're happy too. So that's the country and they buy and these people on Moss buy Warhammer miniatures and are excited to do so with no complaint. That is a very strong base and and yeah, you can't get it up here. And, I, and we, you know, like me and my kid because we were going to get it so we could get the, the app and stuff like that and the miniature because, you know, we're suckers but I really wanted that. I really wanted a miniature and uh, yeah, yeah, so I'll raise, and then, yeah, and then I'm like, why, why doesn't it work or whatever? And then I was informed, because it's not in French, because Quebec. Right. That's a whole other podcast. So no one speaks French in BC, man. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, point is, yeah, so that's, uh, I'm sure if you're Quebecois and listening to this, yeah. But I, I think the point I was trying to make is I'm surprised that they haven't done any horse Heresy animation. Yeah, yeah. The horse, the horse heresy animation is, but I also think that they may be saving it from what I, I mean. I could be wrong uh, or misinformed, but like the whole deal for Amazon, and I do believe that's where uh, a lot of your Warhammer shows are going to. Uh, yeah, it could be. Well, I, I will say that while it wasn't Warhammer Plus exactly, that like three minute animated Horus Heresy trailer they put out two years ago for the release of Horus Heresy remains oh. one of the best pieces of Warhammer animation they've ever done. I I really like it for what it is. It's like a step up. Or actually, it's on par with video game animation now. But like that said, it was dramatic. It was well lit. Like I, I remember yeah. thinking, because I, I mean, that's what I do in film. One of the things I do is lighting. And like the lighting on, on that, like whoever did the animation really focused on lighting and tone and color grading and kudos and props to them for that so like i was like really impressed i, I still watch it occasionally and i'm like you know like some people drink uh, eat a tub of ice cream when they're feeling yeah. sad um <laughs> and i'm like i i play industrial noise music and watch that and i'm like that is that is uh really really cool like and, and it really gets me jazzed up for the hobby like i like it better yeah. than any of the 40k ones and there's some really good 40k yep. ones don't get me wrong but man like just, it's just a three-minute music video, right? And it, it just oh it yeah, just, it slaps. So good, Bam, bangs hard, man. It. Yeah. What do the kids say to you? It fucks. Yeah. So you know, like <laughs> I still can't get used to that, but like it fucks. So 
yeah. That, no, that, it's, that it's is, all yeah. all killer, no filler. Just a just a yeah, yeah. three minutes of badass Horus Heresy Space Marine stuff. Yeah, the, actually, the the worst part of it is the Horus parts, and that's and they're still great. Don't get me wrong, but that's like you know that's the ten out of ten. And this is like a twelve out of ten. This is oof. Really I don't know. Good. I like the Horus. I, I like the part where like Horus like points at something and calls down an orbital strike on a on a okay. Warlord Titan. That rules. That, that was sick. That was super sick. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like I'm just saying it's so good that the Horus parts are the worst parts, and that's those are awesome. So it's like. Yeah, I, I remember I almost had like a heart attack when I first saw it. I was like, man, that's so good. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, so why that's not occurring, that probably will occur. I mean, then they got to think about like the wider demographic base and yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, like, because like if you're going to like try to like say, um, show someone like my partner the Horus Heresy, they're just going to scratch their heads and go, so it's just pew pew guys? Okay. Um, and, and that's that's what you have to deal with. So, um, if you're going to put it on something like, say, Amazon or or whatever. Um, but who knows? Maybe people just really dig it because people like pew pews. I don't know. Um, and we'll get some, like, really good... Um, I mean, the video game industry has made that made, you know, billions of dollars for the last 40 years off of that theory. So I think it's pretty sound. People like Very, seeing space it, marines fighting each other. You know what? And actually, like, I, I am reminded of uh, the pew pew thing works because uh, one of the things Nicole liked watching... She may be the only person who actually didn't hate Ultramarines, the movie. So, so Dan Abnett, good writing, buddy. Um, like, it, it, have you seen that? That's not the one with um, John Hurt, is it? Yes, it's also got Sean oh. Pertwee. And you know, like, but great if you, voice just, cast. I, I was not. <laughs> that's imagine, about all I can say about it. Imagine knowing, fuck all about Warhammer Forty K, like dudes in power armor maybe like that's that metal stuff they wear like that's basically like coming from somebody who likes fantasy and science fiction they're just like not not really super into is familiar with warhammer fantasy i mean that's part of how we met so like you know like but that's but that's it that's the let's the, the the breadth of their knowledge on it and actually like kind of enjoying it because it was really simple and you know the chaos of the evil looking guys those are the bad guys okay and then you know the, the blue the blue guys those are the good guys. Okay, cool. And um, it's got some good sample material. I've sampled the hell out of that. And but yeah, as a Warhammer fan, I'm like, yeah, it's a yeah. overextended cutscene. But yeah, um, but nerds, man, nerds are harsh. So like, um, but I can see how heresy, uh, you know, like on the flip end, what I was saying, like I can see how could, that, that could appeal to the general public because it's really not difficult on the surface to get into. You're like, no. Yeah, like there is I mean, well, an empire, and yeah. So the, the 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 only real pitfall for general audience, I think, is that the the most compelling part of Horus Heresy is it's the story of why the 40k universe is as fucked up as it is, right? So like, if you're not yeah. going in to watch that, you've got to do a little more um, groundwork to get you know the average person invested, I think. But I think there's there's certainly ways to handle that. Oh yeah, he's like this uh, this emperor guy. He's like super duper powerful. He's essentially a god, and he creates like these supermen. To rule his other super, his sub supermen, and half of them rebel. There you go. It's like the Civil War with yeah. laser guns. You're like, okay, <laughs> this, yeah, and they're in. But yeah, so, um, boy, I really got off his uh, question there. Um, <laughs> I do, I don't, I don't like, but yeah, I, I do agree with you. I don't think it's going to lose much. The Horus Heresy player base um, is probably pretty locked. I don't think there's a lot of fair weather Horus Heresy players. 
Um, and the ones who would fit that mold are the ones who just read the novels. So, yeah. I mean, I'd be, I'm willing to bet... In the first place. Well, exactly. I'm willing to bet, like, <coughs> upwards to, like, 70% of people who like Warhammer 40k and 30k don't even play the game. So, they either play oh, the video games, yeah, or maybe absolutely. a bigger percentage. It could be, like, 80%. Like, you one, know... One of the, the sort of apocryphal pieces of information I've gained from working in the miniatures industry for, mm -hmm. for years now... Um, it is generally believed that the average person who buys miniatures uh, never plays with them. That's fair. And in I some cases, that doesn't yeah. even assemble them. Whistles innocently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, no, uh, I, I, yeah, because you buy them and you mean to get to them or whatever, but yeah, so. Yeah, so that, that's a whole other kettle of fish, but um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a number of people engage with, uh, with mm -hmm. the, the universe. But uh, so I think we have a couple of last questions for you. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. kind of ask them for you rapid fire, and you have, you, have, you need to answer them without thinking. Okay, hit uh, me. Chris Maybury asks, <clears throat> "When are Zotes getting a kill team kit?" Hopefully soon. Why isn't there a Zote kill team kit? The world is an unfair, horrible vampire that is only seeks to consume you along with the uncaring void of the universe. And finally, when is the Zote kill Zote kill team kit coming out? Go, honestly, go, go. Don't, don't honestly, honestly, the probably, the heart. honestly, probably never. But I'm gonna create my own. It's gonna be the best fucking kill team, kill team kit on the ever, 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 ever. And Zotes are awesome. And um, also, uh, if you're into Goat Simulator, please, please contact the Goat Simulator people so we can have Zote Simulator because we're already getting, we're already getting the uh, power Space Marine. It's actually like a tech priest power washing simulator correct um, yeah and, and i'm super stoked about that i can't wait to see it can't wait to play it Man, clean I, some tanks i love viscera cleanup detail i'm gonna love this power wash simulator and goat simulator is also just a ridiculous game more like a simulator where you're a goat and imagine if you're a zoat that's my pitch it's amazing it's a million dollar it's a no it's a 20 million dollar idea people will buy the shit out of this because if you're gonna be a zoat you could be a zoat you zoat things you know to be deep deep diplomat for the tyranids you know, would you like to be eaten, or would you like to be eaten? Please, it's 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 total. It's very much a diplomatic mission, and um, but yes, the Zote Kill Team kit. We have to make our own, Chris. We have to make our own. So that's uh, there. You have it, folks. We'll be back in March, where I'll be talking about my mega battle. Uh, yes. I'll be coming back from Adepticons. So we'll talk about that too, and whatever cool stuff is happening between now and then. That's right. Thanks for joining us.
Yeah.